But every one of us here are building our lives upon something. We're either building our lives upon Christ, that solid rock, and the scriptures, or we are building our lives upon the unstable, sinking sands of this world. Hello, and welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan, and is led by Pastor Daniel White. Pastor White has been serving as the senior pastor since its founding in 1998. We hope the message today will be a help and encouragement as you seek to become more like Jesus Christ in your everyday life. This and many other messages by Pastor White can be downloaded for free. Just visit our website at www. FBCClarkLake.org or visit us on iTunes where our weekly podcasts can be downloaded for free. Now let us take our Bibles and join Pastor White as he continues to teach us God's truths today. 1 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> I want to look at one verse and then we're going to use this as a launching pad to take us through many, many scriptures. Today, the Lord has <clears throat> heavily laid on my heart to do a little mini-series, just a three-week mini-series on talking about spiritual strength. Today, I want to begin the message by asking you a question, how strong are you spiritually? Would you say that you are a strong Christian, or would you identify yourself more as a weak Christian? Next week, Lord willing, we're going to be looking on how to build a strong family. And then the week after that, we're going to be looking at how to have a strong church. So we're going to focus on this, uh, this word strength. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says this, For bodily exercise profiteth little. It's not that it isn't profitable at all, but it's very little compared to another kind of spiritual exercise. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness, exercising yourself in godliness, is profitable unto all things. Now, all things covers every area of life. Give me an amen. So exercising yourself spiritually, becoming strong spiritually will profit you in every single area of your life. Not only will it profit you in this life, but the verse says there will be profit also in the life which is to come. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the preaching of your word this morning. Help us as we look at the subject of spiritual strength. Help us to be honest with ourselves and to examine ourselves and, and see where we are as Christians. Are we strong Christians or are we weak Christians? In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What would you say is one of the main objectives of the church? Preaching the gospel. Someone else. Hello? What's that? Okay, doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayers. What? Discipleship. Spreading the gospel, discipling those, getting them baptized, discipling those who have trusted Christ as their Savior to be strong Christians. So one of the main objectives of the church, the main ministry of the church is what Paul called the perfecting of the saints, the maturing of believers so that you will grow up in Christ and become a very strong Christian. Over and over again, the Bible categorizes Christians in two categories, those that are weak and those that are strong, those that are carnal and those that are spiritual. Listen to what the Bible says. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Be a strong Christian. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong.
strong, the Apostle Paul said. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I have written unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong. Because you are strong and the word of God abideth within you and you have overcome the wicked one because of their spiritual strength. Watch ye and pray lest ye enter in temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is what? The flesh is weak. The Bible speaks in Romans chapter 14 of those that are weak in faith. It goes on to say it is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth, or is offended, or is made weak. So our goal should be strengthening each other in Christ, right? Not tearing each other down. Producing strength in each other, not weakness. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 says this, Their conscience being weak is defiled. But take heed, lest... By any means, this liberty of yours becomes a, becomes a stumbling block to them that are weak. And through thy knowledge shall the weaker brother perish for whom Christ died. But when ye sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Now we exhort you, brethren, and warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak. Be patient towards all men. These are just a few. Paul said, I could not speak unto you as unto, come on church, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even babes in Christ. Those who are still weak in the faith and have not grown up spiritually. If you take what the Bible says about those who are spiritually strong and those that are spiritually weak, this is basically what I found this week in my studies. A person who is spiritually strong has virtue. They have values. They have character. They have solid relationships. They have commitment. They have purpose. They have drive and determination in their life. They have a close walk with the Lord. They are spirit-filled. They have a good knowledge of biblical doctrine and principles. They are, they are a person who has standards and convictions in their life. They are bold. They are faithful. They are dependable. And they are loyal individuals. If you compare that with a person who is weak in faith or, or who is what we would call a carnal believer, there is a lack of, come on, listen. There is a lack of virtue. They don't listen when the preacher's preaching. There's a lack of virtue. There's a lack of values. There's a lack of character. Boy, do we have a dearth of that today in America. There are broken relationships, and there is division within their relationship. There's a lack of commitment. There's a lack of purpose. There's a lack of drive. There's just a lack of determination on their part. There's little or no walk with the Lord. They're controlled by the flesh. There's an ignorance of biblical truth. They have little or no convictions or standards by which they live. They are fearful. They are unfaithful. They are unreliable. They're disloyal. Now, I didn't break it down that way. That's how God broke it down. That's not what Pastor White said about the strong versus the weak or the spiritual versus the carnal. That's what God said. And so what you need to do today when the Bible calls us to self-examination, you just need to step back and be honest with yourself and say, in what category do I fall? I thank God that many of you here in this fellowship fall into the spiritual bracket. I praise God for that. I praise God that he has blessed this fellowship with members who are spiritually strong. I thank God for that. I rejoice in that. But we want to bring along those that are weak and bring them up to spiritual strength in their life as well. Listen to what the Bible says. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and what? Night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written in therein. For therein thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. 
Have not I commanded thee, be strong. God commands us to be strong Christians. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Here a couple of weeks ago we preached on Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, but I can do what? All things through Christ, which what? Strengtheneth me. Now, let me go on record by saying this. No one can accurately determine if someone is spiritually strong simply by observing the external appearance. There are those, I'll be honest with you, they appear to be spiritually strong, but within they're very, very weak. And then there's those that may appear outwardly to be very weak, but inwardly they're very strong. You see, physical fitness does not determine inner strength. That's why bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable for the life which now is and the life which shall be hereafter. Believe it or not, there used to be a time when I was quite physically strong. Back in my younger years, I was very athletic. You can't tell that by looking at me now. The years have packed on a few pounds and the muscles have sagged and things have changed. But though I am weaker physically, I am much stronger spiritually than I ever was when I had my physical strength. You see, at least I was wise enough to have seven boys that can do all the heavy lifting for me. Don't call me a fool for having so many kids. Jesus told a story that demonstrates the difference between a strong person and a weak person. Matthew chapter 7 records this story. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a what kind of man? A wise man. We have a wise man and a foolish man. Wise man, spiritually strong. Foolish man, spiritually weak. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, shall be like, and doeth, excuse me, doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man. So the wise man hears the word of God, and he appropriates the word of God, and he obeys the word of God, and he lives out the word of God in his life, and it grounds him on that solid foundation of Christ and his word. The foolish man doesn't. The foolish man, though he hears the word, does not apply the word. He does not obey the word. He does not live out the word in his life. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one having authority and not as the scribes. Jesus said this, a wise man builds his life upon a solid foundation. That solid foundation makes him strong. So when the storms of life blow into his life. He remains solid and steadfast. He's strong because he's rooted himself in Christ and he's rooted himself in the Word of God. It's made him a strong person. However, a person who hears the Word of God and doesn't obey the Word of God, God said he's a very foolish person. Now some of you today, look up here with me, some of you fall into that category of being very wise. And God has sustained you through that spiritual strength that you have in Him and His Word. So the storms of life have not knocked you off course. Actually, the storms of life have made, have made you even stronger. But there are some of you here today, and you're, you're not wise. You're foolish. And you hear the Word of God over and over again. You hear it every time you come to church. Your parents maybe are speaking the Word of God into you. Your grandparents are speaking the Word of God into you but you're being very, very foolish and you're not listening, you're not hearing with an obedient heart. And I'm here to tell you, you're, you're, you're weak. And when those storms of life come, 
great will be the fall of your life because you're not strong enough spiritually to handle it and to endure it. So the two true test of spiritual strength comes when the storms roll into our lives. I will say this to you too. This building project of us building our lives on that solid foundation isn't going to quit until Jesus takes us home to glory. Everyone, some of you here, you're building your life on the sand. But every one of us here are building our lives upon something. We're either building our lives upon Christ, that solid rock, and the Scriptures, or we are building our lives upon the unstable, sinking sands of this world that change every time you turn. Yes or no? Aren't you thankful we have a God that doesn't change and we have a Word that doesn't change? It's the only thing I know that you can build your life upon that's not sinking sand. But I also want to say this to you. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've done in the past, no matter how old you are, it's never too late to say, I'm going to stop. And I'm going to build my life on Christ. And I'm going to build my life upon the principles of Scripture. I think most of you know the song in times like these. These are perilous times in which we live. I know that I know that I know we're in the last days. It is coming draweth nigh. But the song goes like this. In times like these, you need a Savior. In times like these, you need an anchor. Be very sure. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, you don't only need a Savior, you need a Bible. In times like these, oh, be not idle. Be very sure. Be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. In times like these, I have a Savior. In times like these, I have an anchor. I'm very sure, I'm very sure, my anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This rock is Jesus. Yes, He's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Listen to me here today. Is your life solidly anchored in Jesus Christ and this book? If it is, then you're a very strong Christian. Let me tell you something. Your anchor will hold, too, when the storms of life come. As I was spending much time thinking about this and searching the Scriptures, I wanted to know for myself what are the characteristics of a person who is a spiritually strong Christian? And so as I began to study the Word of God as it pertained to that particular issue, there were 24 things that the Lord brought to my mind. And I want to share those with you. You may want to jot these down. Actually, I would encourage you to jot these down. I'd, I'd, I'd always encourage you to bring something to write with to church. Some of you now have your iPhones that you can take your notes right on your iPhones. But I encourage you to jot these down. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on each one because we can't. But I share these with you so that you can have an honest evaluation of where you are spiritually. So if there's some things that need to be changed, you can ask the Lord to help you change these areas of your life so you can become a strong Christian. Number one. Number one, a strong Christian has trusted Christ as his Lord and personal Savior. You say, preacher, that's pretty basic. Well, that's as basic as you get because that's when you start building your life upon a foundation. So if you've never trusted the Lord as your personal Savior, the foundation of your life is sand, shifting sand. And so this is where it all begins. This is the starting point, is laying Christ down as the foundation of your life and trusting Him as your Lord and personal Savior. For no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you're not even a Christian. 
you need to become a Christian. Number two, a spiritually strong Christian is one who is guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit. He is one who is guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit. At the moment of salvation, God sent his Holy Spirit to live within us. The Bible said, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth within you. For those of you who are here in Sunday school class this morning, Pastor Bruce talked about the unction of the Holy Spirit, and how we have the unction of the Holy Spirit, and how that unction means the anointing presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You see, many times we pray the prayer, Lord, anoint us with the Holy Spirit. Or Lord, anoint the pastor as he preaches. I'm here to tell you, if you're a Christian born again, and you're rooted in Christ, and he's the foundation of your life, the Holy Spirit has already anointed you. He will abide with you forever. And one of the main ministries of the Holy Spirit is to direct our lives and guide our lives and empower us to live the Christian life. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, strengthened with all might by His Spirit in the inner man. Be not drunk with wine, where is an excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Listen, a strong spiritual Christian is a Christian who is controlled by the Spirit of God. Number three, number three, a strong spiritual Christian is one who spends time in prayer and makes that a priority in their lives. Spends time in prayer, realizes the importance of prayer and the need of prayer, makes it a priority in their lives. Listen, when we read this book, this is God connecting with us. When we pray, it's us connecting with God. And it needs to be a, a two-way street. Prayer strengthens our relationship with the Father. Jesus said this, and when thou prayest, not if you pray. He said when you pray. We need to be praying people. If you're not a praying person, you're not a strong spiritual Christian. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love standing in the synagogues and the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which is in secret shall reward thee openly. A spiritual, strong Christian is one who spends time in prayer and makes it a priority of their lives. How many know the hymn, Near to the Heart of God? There is a place of quiet rest, near to the heart of God. A place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. There is a place of comfort sweet, near to the heart of God. A place where we are Savior meet, near to the heart of God. There is a place of full release near to the heart of God. A place where all is joy and peace near to the heart of God. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, sent from the heart of God, hold us who wait before thee near to the heart of God. Listen. I'm about ready to kick the air on here. A lot of you are falling asleep on me. Listen, this is so important. A person with a strong prayer life is a strong Christian. A person who doesn't have a strong prayer life is a weak Christian. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him, and show him great and mighty things which he knoweth not. Being committed to a daily prayer time will strengthen your life as nothing else will. They seek me daily. They delight to know my ways. They ask of me the ordinance of justice and take delight in approaching God. Do you have a strong prayer life? Let's go to number four. A strong Christian has built his life upon the teachings and the application of God's word. 
upon the teachings and the application of God's Word. Do you know the, the Bible is our most treasured possession that we have? How many of you know that, believe that? It is. It is the Word of God. Why is the Bible the most precious possession that we have? It's because it's through the Bible that God, listen, God speaks to us through His Word. What could be more precious than that? If thou criest after knowledge and lifteth up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as hidden treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Obeying the scripture should be the norm. It shouldn't be the exception. But I'm afraid today the obeying of the scriptures is the exception. It's not the norm. It should be normal for every one of us, every one of us, when we hear the Word of God, to obey everything that God is telling us. Now, does that take faith to do that? It does. But I'm here to tell you, you purpose in your heart that you are going to obey the teachings of Scripture and I guarantee 100% God will bring blessing into your life. Our, not our, Chris, Alyssa's dog has just had babies. And it is amazing to watch these little things grow. We have one, I call him Moose, because he's like twice the size of the other ones. He's really a hogger. I mean, pushes the other puppies out of the way and nurses all the time. and Their eyes have just opened, and they are the cutest things. They are the cutest things. But you know why they're growing? It's because they're feeding. They stop feeding, they stop what? Some of you have stopped feeding. I'll be honest with you. Some of you, you are so hard. It's like force feeding you. And that's how I feel. There's some of you, man, when I get up here and I'm preaching and I mean, I'm giving out, the Bible calls it the bread, the milk, the meat, the honey. You're just eating it up. And then there's others of you out there. I mean, if you had a gun, I think you'd shoot me. If you don't feed, you don't grow. I'm here to tell you, you start feeding on the Word of God. You start putting its teachings into your life, and you're going to grow spiritually, and you're going to become strong. And pretty soon you'll be weaned. Job said this, Neither have I gone back from thy commandments. I esteem the words of thy mouth more than my necessary food. Number five. A strong spiritual Christian sees that the Lord, not himself, but the Lord is the strength of his life. Remember, I can do all things through, through Christ. A few weeks ago, I preached a message on who is your confidence in? How many remember that message? In that message, I talked about how the Bible says our confidence cannot be in our own strength, it can't be in our own wisdom, cannot be in our own ability, cannot be in our wealth or our investments, it can't be in men, it can't be in the government, can't be in doctors and the medical community, it can't be in the preacher, and it can't be in your family. Our confidence has to be firmly rooted in who? Christ. And a strong Christian... His confidence is in the Lord, and the fear of the Lord is his strong confidence. Number six. Can you see how I could preach a message on each one of these things? This, this is tough for me to keep going, let me tell you. 
Number six, a spiritually strong Christian has a sense of purpose and direction in life. You ever met those folks that just have no sense of purpose, no sense of direction, just kind of floating along, really not accomplishing anything? What is, stay with me, what is the goal of a spiritually-minded, strong Christian? What is his goal? To please the Lord. To live in such a way that his life brings pleasure to the Lord. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Why were we created? Revelation 4.11. We were created for his pleasure. So a spiritually strong person, the motivation of her life and everything that they do is, does this please the Lord? Whereas a weak Christian is all about pleasing themselves. Number seven. A spiritually strong Christian can withstand the storms of life, can learn from the storms of life, and grow through the storms of life, becoming even stronger. They can withstand, they can learn, grow, and become even stronger. 1 Peter 5.10 says this, But the God of all grace, who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. It's a strong Christian. He can withstand the storms of life. Number eight, a strong Christian has strong faith. Remember Abraham? This is what the Bible said about Abraham. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Strong Christian has strong faith. Number nine, a strong Christian has courage. Pastor Bruce touched on that again this morning in Sunday school. He has courage. He has boldness. He's not afraid to witness, not afraid to stand up for what is right. The example, I think, is given to us in the book of Acts. The apostles and the early church, what did the Bible say? Had great what? Boldness. Over and over and over again in the book of Acts, it talks about the boldness of the apostles and the boldness of the early church. They were a strong church. How do we know? Because they were bold. Listen to the prayer of the apostles. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak the word of God. If you're a fear, listen, look up here. If you're fearful to witness and you're fearful to take a stand for what is right, because you're afraid of your peers, you're afraid of what people may say, maybe you're afraid of losing your job or a promotion. But I'm here to tell you, if you are not a courageous Christian, the Bible said the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursueth. But if you're not a bold witness for Christ, then answer it for yourself. Are you strong or are you a weak Christian? Number 10. Number 10. A strong Christian is an optimistic Christian. How many of you know those Christians that are pessimistic? I mean, the cup is never half full. It's always half what? Empty. Always complaining, always moaning, always growing, always seeing the worst side of things. Listen to the Apostle Paul. Would you say he was op optimistic or pessimistic? For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Listen, you don't get any more optimistic than that. We know the verse. Here we go. And we know that. It's pretty optimistic, right? Work together for good to them that love God. How many of you here love God? And what's the reason for us not being optimistic? 
since God is in control of everything in our lives, because he is the one that's guiding us in our lives, what is there not to be optimistic around? I mean, even if the world's falling around, uh, apart around us, praise God, we have a blessed hope. Number 11. A strong Christian, here we go, A strong Christian develops friendships with people who will enrich and strengthen his life. Develops friendships with people who will enrich and strengthen his life. Iron sharpens what? Iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friends. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. Strong people. Strong Christian. You know who strong Christians surround themselves with? Other strong Christians. They surround themselves with people who are going to enrich their lives, who are going to love them and help them and encourage them in their walk with the Lord and make them even stronger. You ever heard the phrase, birds of a feather flock together? You don't believe that? Give me a, give me a room full of 300 teenagers who love God and give me two who are worldly and carnal that don't even know each other. Put them in a room, shake the room all up, and give them 15 minutes, and I'll guarantee you those two rebels will find each other. What are your friends like? Foul-mouthed? Immoral? tell dirty stories and dirty jokes, who mock the things that God calls holy and sacred. Maybe you're the bird of their feather. Number 12. A strong Christian expresses love and care and concern for others. It's not self-focused. Expresses love and care and concern for others. But whoso hath this world's goods and seeth his brother hath need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, how dwelleth the love of God in him? A strong Christian is concerned about others and their welfare. Number 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 thirteen. A strong Christian serves God with the spiritual gifts that God has entrusted to him. We have studied spiritual gifts many times in the past. Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians chapter 4. Every one of us has a spiritual gift that God has given to equip us to serve him. Spiritually, strong Christian is using their spiritual gifts. Spiritually weak Christian is not. Number 14. A spiritually mature believer is quick to forgive others and does not harbor bitterness. Is quick to forgive and not harbor bitterness. Do you see what I'm saying here? This is what a spiritual Christian is and a carnal Christian is just the opposite. Looking diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up and trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Spiritually strong Christian says, I'm not going there. I'm going to forgive 70 times 7, and I'm going to forgive and forgive and forgive, and I'm not going to harbor a bitter spirit toward that person, no matter what they've done. Father, forgive them. Number 15. A spiritually mature believer has inner peace. What is the world clamoring for today? Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusteth in thee. God gives a sweet inner peace to a spiritually strong Christian. Put it this way, when our relationship with the Lord is what it ought to be, we have peace in our heart. 
Number 16, a spiritually mature believer uses his or her money wisely. Uses his or her money wisely. You know, the Bible talks about how we should spend our money. The Bible talks about how we should invest our money. The Bible does tell us to invest. It's not wrong to invest if you have money to invest. The Bible talks about saving money. And the Bible also talks about giving money. How many of you knew the Bible talks about all those things? Dave Ramsey has built a huge, huge business. He's on 300 radio stations in America. Just telling people how to manage their money. And it falls into those four categories. Spending, investing, saving, and giving. Jesus said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in that which is much. If you're not faithful with unrighteous mammon or money, who will commit to yourself true riches? God wants us to handle our money wisely. You know how many people, because they're not strong Christians. See, if you're not a strong Christian, what are you living according to? The flesh. And what does the flesh say? Spend there, invest there. Don't save there. Don't give there. See, a person who's a, a weak Christian is always feeding the flesh. And I'm telling you, it takes money to feed the flesh. Strong Christian can say, no, nah, he can resist that. I don't need that. I was listening to Dave Ramsey the other night. I was coming down here to the church. I was listening to Dave Ramsey. He comes on uh, the local radio station. And this man calls in. He said, uh, Dave, I have a problem. Dave said, what's your problem? He said, I've just inherited $20 million. How many of you heard that? None of you heard that broadcast? I've just inherited $20 million. Now, how many of you would see that as a problem? He said, Dave, I need to know what to do. Dave said, well, how much did you make prior to this? He said, well, between my wife and I, we both work. He said, we were pulling in about 90000 a year. And now all of a sudden he has $20 million. And Dave said to him, well, what do, what do you think the first thing is that you should do with this $20 million? And the man said, well, I've already done what I believe was the first thing to do. So the first thing I did was tithe to my church. I was saying, oh God, I wish you would have been a member of Fellowship Baptist Church. <laughs> Can you imagine how excited that church was that Sunday to see a $2 million check in the offering plate? Starts with giving. Spiritual Christians don't rob God. Number 17. Spiritually strong Christian faithfully attends a Bible-believing, independent, fundamental, gospel-preaching Baptist church where the Word of God is preached and the Word of God is taught. They come there because of a desire to want to grow, become stronger. Listen to me, you've heard me say this a gazillion times, if that's even a number. Forsake not. You know what? Strong Christians don't forsake. Next week we're going to talk about the importance of having a strong family. You want a strong family, you make sure your family's in church. Number 18. A strong Christian builds or works to build a strong family. 
Again, that'll be next week's message. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Strong Christians seek to build strong families. Number 19. Strong Christians have a servant spirit. Jesus said, And whosoever of you will be the chief shall be the servant of all. You can really see this played out at fellowship suppers. Harvest banquets. Is it amazing how quickly we can get this church put back in order? Sometimes I sit there and I'm just like, that was like 20, 25 minutes. I think we broke a record this past time, except for the ladies washing dishes. And man, you had soap floods, suds flying everywhere over there. I was, I was kind of leery about even walking through that kitchen. You had so many ladies over there flinging pots and pans. and You ladies are having fun, weren't you? Look like Lawrence Welk. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But then you have all those worker, you know, all those busy bees. And then inevitably, you have those who are just standing around doing what? Talking while everyone else is working. A strong Christian has a servant spirit. They see something that needs to be done, and they do it. They don't need any praise or approval. They just do it. Number 20, we're almost done. Number 20, a strong spiritual Christian is self-motivated and goal-orientated. <laughs> he doesn't need someone to give him a kick in the butt. He is self-motivated and goal-orientated. Brethren, I caught not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to the things which are before. Number 21. A strong Christian is a confident Christian. He's confident. That fear thing isn't there holding him back. He's confident. What's the verse? Again, I can do all things. What? Through Christ. Pretty confident. Number 22, a strong Christian is a faithful Christian. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. A fruitful Christian. Number 23, a strong Christian their lives impact the lives of others. Their lives impact the lives of others. They're a strong, positive influence and example through word and deed to those who are around them. They are an example of the believer. And number 25, or number 24, and we're done. And I save the best till last because it encompasses all of them. A spiritually strong, mature believer is faithful. He's just faithful. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found what? Faithful. In every area of his life. Now, are you ready for the rundown? You ready? Here we go. Spiritually strong Christian has trusted Christ as a personal Savior. He is guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit. He makes time for prayer as a priority of his life. He builds his life upon the teaching and applications of the Word of God. He sees the Lord Jesus as the strength of his life. 
He's, he has a sense of purpose and direction in his life. He can withstand the storms of life, and he can learn, and he can grow and become even stronger through them. He has strong faith. He has courage. He is optimistic. He develops friendships with people who enrich his life. He expresses love and care for others. He serves God with his spiritual gifts. He is quick to forgive and doesn't harbor bitterness. He has inward peace. He uses his money wisely. He faithfully attends a Bible preaching and teaching church. He works to build a strong family. He has a servant spirit. He's self-motivated and goal-orientated. He is confident. He is fruitful. His life impacts the lives of others. And he's a faithful man or woman. Okay, all of you now look. Look up here at your preacher. Do you have the characteristics of a strong Christian? Don't be mad at preacher today. My goal is to try to help you. It's to try to help you to grow in these areas of your life. You know, there may be a few of these areas that are areas of weakness. Maybe you're strong in some, but in some you're very weak. Listen, you're the only one with God's help that can change that. But you have to see it. And you have to deal with it. There are some of you here that you know you're not strong Christians. You're just not. You really need to repent of that today. Say, Lord, here's my life and my goal. My goal from this point on is going to be to develop spiritually, to grow, to feed, to become a strong Christian. Thank you for listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If you've missed any messages or would like to hear this one again, just visit our website at www.fbcclarklake.org or visit us on iTunes where you can subscribe for free to our weekly podcast. If this or any other message has been an encouragement to you, we would love to hear about it. Just send us a note on our website. If you do not currently have a church you are attending, we would love to have you come visit us here at Fellowship Baptist. Baptist. We are located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan, 49234. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again next time. Have a great day, and God bless.